0: Hello, welcome to Claret and Blue. My name is Dan Rowanth and I'm joined this evening by John Townley to talk about Wolves 1, Aston Villa nil. Uh, John, how are you?
1: I'm okay, mate. I'm all right. I'm a bit deflated after the game, obviously, but all's not lost. All's not lost. It's a shame, and obviously we're going to speak about it, By the way it's sort of unfolded in the last couple of weeks. Um, We haven't scored now in two games and lost (laughs) both, 1-0. It's a shame, and I think deflated is... Is how i describe my feeling at the moment as we'll get on I, I don't think i don't think it's lost just yet so i'm going to try and remain as positive as possible
0: yeah i said to you before we started we normally try and have a quick chat before we start about you know roughly what we're going to talk through we haven't really had that chance today and we, we're probably not going to have more than half an hour today to talk about tonight's game and, and what it means but i'm kind of keen not to turn this into a, a misery fest and we've also done our end of season review live in front of, at the moment, 150 people. Tickets on sale by the way. They're free. They're in the the description if you want to come. If we don't qualify for Europe, I don't want that to be a uh, what went wrong at the end of the season? What went wrong after Newcastle United? Because it's yes, that is the here and now but the bigger picture, I suppose, is where you've got to kind of delve within yourself a little bit and go, it's still a good season. Even if we finish 8th, ninth, whatever we go down to, as much as that drop-off at the end will be disappointing and I think deflated is the key word there you said it's still a very good season it's just in the moment now and we're what two hours after full time if we were doing this at five clock, i think the mood would be a lot lower you just said before we started i've, I've looked at permutations, and it's still possible and it is and we'll talk about that in a sec yeah. but i think deflated is the word isn't it that we put so much on this being a must win if spurs have lost today as well i think we probably all still think okay it's still definitely doable points wise it's just we've got one less game to do it in now we haven't lost any ground for Spurs beat Palace as well, and we lose Nagas for head. It, yeah, deflate is the right word, I think.
1: Yeah, i give us a 20% chance of um, of getting the job done and finishing in the top seven. Again, we'll go on to that. But I, I think it, that's a key point of it. Let's remain positive. That's, you know, me, I mean, I'm a message you, so that's not the pod straight away, because I know that Strafford the game, everyone's going to be frustrated, and, including myself. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's important to sort of level-headed with it. And Emery's comments after the game I really liked. Um, obviously, that's kind of the key chance for me that that turns the game. And obviously, you don't want to concede in the first place, especially mm-hmm. in the moment that we did. But he, Emery was said after the game, you know, three months ago, we didn't even dream of being around Europe. So we shouldn't look at it now and think of being frustrated or whatever it may be. Obviously, after the game, that's how we're going to feel. And we have lost to Wolves 1-0. A team that have just been spanked 6-0. But again, us as Villa fans, we knew it was never gonna go um as planned. To be honest, I think he probably sent something to me last week saying Wolves will will beat us one nil or something.
0: I think I actually do. I said yeah, they get battered by Brighton, do us no favour. Say it's, it's now done that they beat us one at their place. Almost in jest, but you kinda of think well oh, that probably Villa, yeah. it's typical Villa. Yes, yeah, um,
1: cool. yeah. Yeah, typical. But again, I I think it get It's just, let's try and remain positive with it because we know how far we've come, how far we're going to get as well over the next, um, you know, 12, 18 months, whatever it may be. This is just one result, again, that's very annoying of Australia, but we have three games left and we can still do it. So to be in that position, if you offered us that three months ago, you know, you have three games to try and get European football, everyone would have taken that, but it's just getting over the last two weeks, which have been disappointing. And potentially, I don't know, a lot of people are saying that maybe we've gassed out or, sort of mm-hmm. run out of ideas or now we've, uh, you know, we've dipped in form and that's not wrong because we've lost two games but I don't think it uh, you know, to- like Tottenham um, at home next week, I don't think that would be a a game where we don't turn up or we well, um,
0: have to. I mean, if today wasn't a must win in the end, next week has to be because if you, if you lose to Spurs, that yeah. is over then.
1: I'm looking forward to it because I don't, I think it will be Similar, I mean, the atmosphere is going to be like what it was against Newcastle. Um, will we bang up for it? Because we know that that is, you know, a must win in every, you know, in, in every sense of, in every sense of the phrase. So, yeah, let, I mean, let's just see what happens next week. But today was just a frustrating one, deflating one, because I put a lot of emphasis on winning this game. Like the United one was frustrating enough because we didn't probably deserve to lose it. But the Wolves game was, well, if we win that, then you have Spurs. And if you win that, then you're nearly there. You know, you, you're nearly over the line. So to lose it, it now just puts a load of pressure on the final three games. Um, hmm. But again, ultimately, we've made we've made our own sort of um, targets this season, in a way, haven't we? The target was never to... I don't think under Gerard it was to finish in Europe. He always mentioned it was to try and finish around eighth or something, and that would have been an internal thing. That's just not him saying that out loud. Yeah. So we've come far enough anyway. It's just a shame that we're not going to potentially do um, what we've all been dreaming of over the last few weeks.
0: Yeah, can we... Uh, we will talk about walls in a sec, but again, I've said uh, the, the last few weeks on the podcast that when we do these post-match shows and even the previews, everything is almost about the bigger picture at this stage of the season and what it yeah. means for for the running and the final few games. So we are going to talk about Wolves specifically, but and it's probably unusual for us because we we often get people in the comments say that we're overly negative about things or oh, that was depressing because you, you know, you've got to be more positive. I almost feel like we're trying to... Keep the vibe going a little bit to an extent. So I want to touch on a, a case of perspective, I guess. And I'm not going to. There is some comments that I'm going to refer to. I'm not going to flash them up on screen. I'm not going to name them. I don't want to dig people out because everyone is absolutely entitled to their opinion. There's two. There's two in the live chat here, and there's two for Twitter that I've had since full time. One said that we bottled it, as in European football. A second says this is Gerard football. What we're seeing at the moment. What? Yeah. Um, a third on Twitter said three more losses to come. And last week, I said if we go unbeaten in the final four, you know we've got a good chance of of securing Europe. And somebody replied saying we won't do that. And at five oh five tonight, so what, ten minutes after full time, they went back to that thread and said, "Told you." It's like, do we have to like? Oh, I told you Villa would implode on themselves at the end. It's like, well, why are we taking a like, lot pride in the fact that you called it that we? Do you know what I mean? That we kind of fell away a little bit. So, some kind of dose of some kind of dose of perspective. Sorry. Is it Gerard football? Absolutely not. Have we bottled the top six or top seven? Or well, the season not over yet? And, and mathematically it's still possible. If we don't finish in the top seven, have we bottled it? Absolutely not. We were we were going down on Gerard, is that is the fact of the matter. We were 17th on however many points. Emery's absolutely transformed us and where we are is a bonus. And getting into Europe would have been a bonus. Now we also don't buy this. Oh, well, it's too soon to get into Europe. If we'd have got there, we're clearly not ready for it. And the games against Fulham, Man United, and Wolves have shown that there's a transfer window to come. So if we do get it, we'll recruit and go again, kind of thing. But it is a bonus in the position we're in. So even to finish in the top ten, where we were under Emery, when we did our mid-season review, in fact, when Emery had just taken over, if we'd have said you'll finish ninth, eighth, we'd have gone, yeah, great season, we'll take that. It it's just 10. that we went. It's just that we went, yeah, top ten. Even the fact that we went on that run. We were scoring goals and winning games, and we thought about European football and we thought about the Champions League very slightly at one stage as well. If the results went our way and whatnot, that was a massive bonus. And yes, it's deflating, it's disappointing not to do that. But can we kind of put all this stuff to side about? Oh well, we'll lose all the three games coming up. Will we? Will yeah. we lose all three? Like, are we writing off the season already? Like there is still a chance. Yes, a minor chance. But if you're not, if you're if you're the kind of person who's now thinking we'll lose every single game and this is Gerrard football, don't come to Villa Park then for the next couple. Because we need more support than that. Yeah. Run it runs okay. over. I don't want to I don't want to give it too much more air time than that.
1: Uh, yeah. Um everyone's entitled to, to their opinion, but I think of course. It, I think you've got a you have to kind of compartmentalize your frustrations with today because to think that we were gonna get near where we are a few months ago as Emery said like no one no one was saying that everyone was saying go oh, we're so many points away from Chelsea Still, so why can't we get above them and that was in February or no mm. even March like after we just beat Everton everyone was saying oh but we're still far away from yeah, that was before we went on and won eight out of ten and was unbeaten in that whole period so we've lost to United away who are the third best team at home and we probably shouldn't have yeah All's away today don't get me wrong is frustrating of course it is but that's a team who have won five at home, conceded none, as far as I'm aware, before they played Villa. or I know they lost to Bournemouth and Leeds, but in in that run, they've had some good results. Beat Liverpool 3-0, I think. Um, it's just a frustrating one for us. And to be on the run we've been on, I think that's even more like the case. Hmm. But again, I don't actually think we played too bad today. I think the first half, we dominated huh? them. Uh, falling behind is always going to be a difficult... Um, Sort of experience in 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 that sort of game because Wolves don't concede many goals at home. Again, the manager re-
0: Villa on us basically going ahead early and sitting deep and going, well, oh, this really? is a great result for us. Let's sit on this, and that's that's their prerogative. And Villa couldn't not through no fault of their own really. Cause I thought we did we did create chances, but we weren't clinical in the chances that we did get.
1: And I think that's the key point. Ollie Watkins in the last three months has always taken that chance, and today yeah. he didn't. And unfortunately, we couldn't come from you know, come from behind to win the game. But I think if Watkins does take that chance, which he knows himself, he probably should have. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I don't think, you know, I don't think we've certainly lost the game. I think we've probably gone on and won it. Like Mings had that chance as well in the mm-hmm. second half that he should have been better with, which good set-piece routine. There was a moment where Jacob Ramsey was coming down the left um, and Leon Bailey was wide open. Whether he'd score or not, I don't know. But it was an opportunity if he'd pulled it back so we created good chances we dominated the game we were higher we were high uh, so we we pressed them high they didn't have too much going uh the other way it was sort of full domination in their half, really the chance creation we didn't make loads of chances but in the way that emory plays we make four good chances like really good chances like the value of that chance than what the xg was you have to take them and Hmm. today we didn't on another day we would and over the last Nine or ten games, we have been taking those chances, and if we won today, two 0 or two one, ain't nobody caring about <laughs> how you know certain things have happened, or, or we're still maybe outsiders for Europe. Like, is that bottling it? Like, no, come on, it's, it's um, it's disrespectful really on the players and see how far we've come to say that we've bottled Europe. We're we're here because of what Emery and the players have done. Yeah, um, you know, we're not there because we've won five of the last twelve games, and everyone else has been rubbish. We're there because we've climbed the league and we've been what the third best team over the last twelve games or maybe it'll be the, the fourth now if I think for Newcastle win tomorrow or something. So no to say they bottle it I think it's disrespectful um to see how far we've come. But it, again it's just a frustration and hopefully over the next few days people will get over that. Um and then you can you know attack that Spurs game, knowing that if you beat them, you go level on points with two games left to play. And 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 again we'll go on to it. But they have Brentford, which isn't an easy game at all and Leeds away. And Leeds will probably have to win that game to stay in the Premier League. So, their fixtures are arguably tougher than ours, in my opinion.
0: Mm, yeah. In some, some aspects. Well, we'll talk about the the permutations in a little bit. You mentioned the Watkins um, mischance dear one as well. You know, Jose Sarr makes a great save in, in, in the first yeah, half. Yeah. I think that one is that... You know, if that goes in and again, hypothetical's and we'll probably do this at the end of the season saying, Oh, if we'd have just beat that opponent or if we'd have picked up three more points in the Gerard era, we'd have done this and this. And you know, every team will say similar things. But if that game if that goal goes in or that effort goes in from Buendia, I- even if we score, I-, I back us to go on and-, and-, and probably turn the game around and win. The fact that we can't kind of just get that one goal that we need to level it up before half time or just after the half half time break yeah, disappointing, deflating it is probably the, the key message. But again, we've probably played worse than that and picked up points Absolutely. in the run. So that's the the ebbs and flows of, of yeah. football, Premier League football, isn't it?
1: I, like, I, I don't know if we'll touch on it later, Dan, but I'll answer it now and say that I know a lot of people are talking about us being sort of either gassed out or lacking ideas, as I mentioned earlier. Mm. But I'm not too sure that's the case. Like, if you look at the United game, yes, I think we were quite leggy, but that was our third game in eight days, if I'm not wrong. Yeah. And... Today, we've obviously had a weak preparation, but it's not going to be a free-flowing game where it's like attack and defend and attack and defend and we're making lots of different chances. It's like the way Emery plays, we're going to have a lot of the ball and that's against a Wolves team who have arguably one of the best passes in Europe in Ruben Neves. Um, I know Martina come off the bench, but he is available. Uh, Nunes, the Wolves are a team who like to keep the ball and we've dominated them um, at their place and we've created enough chances to have won the game. Whether that would have been a fair reflection on, On it because we've lost I don't know but um, what I'm trying to say is I don't I'm not kind of buying into the fact that we've fallen off or we've hit a dip yes we've had two results that we didn't want but I don't think that's to say the performances are getting any worse or all of a sudden teams know what we want to do or whatever it may be I still think we played well today and I think in the second half it was just a case of Wolves saw out the game well because they have done that over the last few months at Molineux under Lopetegui who is a very good coach um and we just didn't have that killer instinct like we had had over or we have been having over the last, um, say, over the last few months. And it's just a shame that it had to happen at Wolves when we've already conceded one sloppy goal. If we come out of the game nil-nil and we could have maybe won it, then again, that, that sort of, we're then going into Spurs thinking, well, if we win that, then we go, um, what would we do then? We'd go above them, we? if we beat Spurs, if we, if we would have drawn today. So, yeah. Yeah. You- it's very um, fine margin, is what I'd say. And today it's just a shame that we haven't got the result. But I don't, again, I don't think the performance is particularly bad. And that's the key thing for me. I know that, as in this time of the season, you need results. But fans sort of, or some fans going a bit sort of over the top, I, I think is a bit harsh on the players and memory and because. I still think we've played
0: well. Again, it's a little bit the hypothetical stuff to kind of say that we're not ready for Europe, but you know, there's a transfer window and we could make ourselves ready to for Europe next season if we were to make it or whenever we did. I also kind of don't buy the argument. Again, we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves here. Away from Wars, a little bit to say that if we don't do if we don't do it this year and get into the top seven, there won't be a better chance of Villa doing it because Chelsea will be better next year, Liverpool will be better next year. And again, yes, that that's a possibility. But nobody last season would have been going, well, Brighton, Brentford, Fulham, and Villa would have been in and around European positions ben at some point because Liverpool and Chelsea are going to be bad. No one would have predicted that. So the same goes for this season for next. Maybe Man United aren't in the top four. Maybe Newcastle aren't anywhere near the, the European places because they, they put so much effort into the Champions League or get to the FA Cup final or, or whatever. So to kind of go, oh, well, next season's 38 game, nine month season won't be a better chance than this because this might happen is it's silly to kind of try and predict it that far ahead Villa will be better next season so they themselves will be a better product to to get to the top seven if you know what I mean we don't have to rely on others being bad for Villa to get there we want us to be better over the summer and recruit well for us to be better and not have to rely on a top six club being bad we want to be up there by merit because we're so good like Brighton have been this year so I,
1: I, I get the point of oh the teams might come better and be bigger and better but the doesn't matter. Like, concentrate on yourself. If we, exactly, yeah. Yeah. If, if we get, if we play well enough to win enough games in the Premier League, we will finish in the top seven, the top oh, six, yeah. that's whatever it may be. You, 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 do you. It doesn't matter what the clubs do. Like, it yeah. literally, doesn't. if you deserve to finish sixth, you're going to finish sixth. The table don't lie. Yeah. We're gonna. I said, what? It's like an eighty percent chance we probably finish eighth this season. Over the course of the season, that's probably about right because we've gone on. Two sorry, we've won two games in eleven, and then we've gone on a crazy run under an Emery. So we deserve to finish in the top 10 and we've been knocking on the door of Europe and we might just fall short because of the start of the season we've had. But if we hadn't had that and we'd won three more games and, I don't know, we'd beat Leeds, Forest or whoever it may have been, Bournemouth on the first day, West Ham at home, we'd probably be in Europe and that would be a fair reflection. But because we didn't, we don't yeah. deserve to be there. <laughs> it's as simple as that. You get what you, um, you know, the rewards you get. What I'm trying to say is that next year, Chelsea might be better, or I mean, you say Liverpool might be better. Liverpool are all, all yeah, better.
0: they are better now, yeah.
1: <laughs> but you'll will be where. Do you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter about other teams; it really doesn't. If like, I think that's the sort of mentality that, I say, top six clubs I don't really believe in anymore. But that those that's the mentality; mm-hmm. those clubs don't have their mentality is that oh, we'll, we'll try and win every game and win in the league this year. That we're not obviously trying to do that, but we're trying to win enough games to finish in the top four. And if we don't, we might fall over so slightly short and I'll get us top six. That's the mentality we need to have. It's not, oh, Chelsea are going to get better and we, we might finish ninth next year and not be as good. We'll get nowhere thinking like that. And luckily, Emery and the the new chap coming in um, won't think like that either.
0: Yeah. Um, again, we'll talk about the, the bigger picture in a sec, but back to Wolves. What did you think of the penalty claim? the comment from Rachel, do you think it's a penalty? I don't know what Wolves player it was on. I think it might have been the number 17, whoever that was. It was the handball. I don't know where new, you, where you've seen yeah, it possibly going. Do you think penalty or no?
1: No one, I don't think anyone really knows the rules anymore, uh, like including the refs. I think it's sort of made up on the spot, but I I don't think you can give out a penalty. Like, I mean, if that, I always refer back to if that's a Villa player, how would you think? And I'd be fuming. So for me, no, I don't think it should have been a penalty.
0: Yeah, that's, That's how I approach it. If that was a Villa player, we'd be coming on here going, how are they giving a penalty for that? His arm is up here, unnatural position, blah, blah, blah. Because if that's the rules, that if it touches any part of your hand in the box, it's a penalty. The letter of the law is that it should have been a penalty, but I don't agree that penalties should be given out for that. So if I want to back up that opinion, I've got to have Villa go against that sometimes as well to stick by my guns and say, well, those kind of things shouldn't be penalties full stop. But if they're the rules, I've seen them given, put it that way.
1: Was his arm too extended out? I, don't th- I think it was kind of just by his side. I, I think it's got to be somewhere. Like I think if he was out, um, I he think it was out,
0: and he could have deflected been... onto his arm as well, which maybe again yeah. gives a bit of a benefit of the doubt to say, well, look, he yeah. didn't mean that. But yeah, yeah, I That's think we've got we
1: got to concentrate on ourselves. Watkins should take his chance. Ming should take his chance. Um, Wendy is yeah. a good save, and Ramsey probably should have cut it back for Bailey. Those are four huge opportunity, three huge opportunities in the game, and. Mm. Um, that's what that's what will get you three points it's not sort of looking at a penalty um yeah
0: we said we wanted to try and be positive to an extent and you were kind of saying it's not the it's obviously not a good result but it's not the worst performance is anyone that stands out as being a not a man of the match besides we've lost but you know what i mean somebody somebody to be positive about
1: I think you're looking at, like, sixes across the board, really, aren't you? Um, wow. I, I, don't, I don't think you can kind of pick anyone out. And that's not to say we played bad. Again, I, I think we played well in the first half, at least. Um, maybe that was because we went down uh, down by a goal, so we had more control on the game. Potentially, that was a reason. But I, I wouldn't sort of pin anyone up and say that they were particularly brilliant. Um, I could name a few that potentially struggled, <laughs> if you want to kind of go to that route. I'm trying, I'm I'm
0: trying to be me. positive, John.
1: Uh, but, uh, I think Traore struggled in the first half and I do think it's a talking yeah. point. I'm I i mean, I'm never going to criticise Unai Emery, but <laughs> I, I was a bit surprised that he...
0: I'm never going to criticise Unai Emery, but I'm also, about to.
1: I know, it's not only really criticism. I'm just... I would question why um, McGinn wasn't playing more advanced today when you have Dendonka mm. available. I know Kamara's available and he might not have played from the start, but as soon as we get our two holding players back, or they're both available to play, McGinn's playing... Um, more reserved and I don't think Troy had a brilliant game I think he was quite wasteful for me as a player who can come off the bench and impact the game um, and I, for me McGinn is one of our star players moving forward and not just uh, breaking lines and creating chances but it's 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 an out ball, it's a ball down the line for Young and he can pin off the defender get players moving around him it's that sort of thing and I think we missed that today so I'm just a bit surprised that you played him slightly deeper and I'd like to know why um, I'm Again, not to question him, but I'd just like to know the thinking behind it of maybe Troy had a good week in training or maybe there was a a weakness that he saw in the Wolves' defence. I'm not too sure. Um, Mm. That's a question that I would have asked him after the game.
0: Would you make a Buendia? Because I I thought he was pretty good in the first half, obviously had that chance, which is probably kind of will be in the highlight reel of this game. Um, Faded in the second half, you know, physically maybe. And I saw Ashley's player ratings. I can't remember who was in the headline, but I know Buendia was. And it was so-and-so, so-and-so, and Buendia's struggle. And I thought, I don't know if I'll say struggle. I think that's a bit harsh. I think the second half was nowhere near as good as the first. So, mm-hmm. struggle towards the end, I guess, is probably more accurate of a headline. Um, I saw a comment there, a the question, Buendia, Bailey, Watkins, Treoy and Ramsey all need to be worried for their places next season. Is that fair? Uh, who are
1: the players? Treoy, Buendia, Ramsey. And Watkins? Well, uh, no, not Watkins. Yeah, I'll stand by Watkins <laughs> like, all, all day long. <laughs> Partner him, don't replace him, in my opinion. Uh, but Buende, yeah, I, I love a player who tries things and I know there was an interview with Kevin De Bruyne in the week and he said about um, the worst like stat
0: for... Pass accuracy, was it?
1: Yeah, and because half the time that he's trying to make three balls work um, and create chances, sometimes it doesn't work, but if he does five you know, passes and one comes off and they score. Mm. No one cares, about the four. And to me, that's what Wendy is about. But in the same sort of breath, he's got, is it one assist this season? So... It might be two. Is it two? I should should probably know that. Um, But it's not many. And for the amount of times that he does try things, it's kind of, I wouldn't say bordering on wasteful, but it's... (sighs) For everything that he does try, we aren't getting too many rewards from it. And there does come mm. a point where I think it's great that he's trying stuff, but if it's not working, then, well, then I don't know. I I don't want to criticise him too much because he is the one that does stand out in most games as being creative or that creative spark. I think it's Brentford. He was that for us again. I think he played well. Um, but I don't know. It's, uh, it's difficult. I think maybe you need... Potentially more clinical players around him. Maybe that's the reason. I don't know. But I, I think, I don't think he had a bad game today by all means. But you, you again, he's the one that's going to create something. He, he is the spark. But then, yeah. how, have you got how many assists he's had this season?
0: It's two in the Premier League.
1: Yeah. And that has to be better. That's hmm. not two over the course of five games or 10 games. That's two over, what are we, 33. I presume he's made like 28 appearances or something. So he knows that has to get better as well. But at least he's trying. Um, to create opportunities, but at the same time, we need them to be coming off. And I know that's not just down to him. Um, um,
0: the Premier League website, by the way, has got Brendy making 35 appearances. We've played 35 games, so he's had a hand in every game, apparently, which doesn't seem right to me.
1: You uh, must have come off the bench a lot under Gerard then.
0: <laughs> yeah, stats from PremierLeague.com there. Thirty-five appearances, five goals, yeah, totally. two assists. Which yeah, isn't for somebody it's that's played, it. played you know, sense. whatever his minutes are. Somebody who's appeared in every single game of the season and is a club record signing. Figures-wise, you'd want more from that. Maybe what he does in the team in terms of pulling other players apart or making space. Yeah, stats don't quantify yeah. that. But you know, <laughs> if you're looking down a list of stats, you're thinking, "Wendy, 33 million thirty-three million, five goals, two assists." You want double that? You know. Seven or eight goals, no, seven eight. Eight assists.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, you're right, though, Danny he does do a lot off the ball, and he is, he is good as an assistant player uh, in however he's playing. But for every chance that he's trying to make or trying to produce, you know, you, you need like what one assist every three or four games, at least, really, because mm. for the amount that he's trying to produce. Um, but, yeah, God loves a tryer and he is one of them. So,
0: having said that, though, under and I, until apart from the last couple of games, we scored in every game. So, if Wendy isn't the one making the assist, it's not like we're struggling to score goals. So, again, kind of going, Wendy not making enough assists. It's all Villa are making goals as a team. So, whether it hits him doing it or not, he's still involved in that team.
1: Yeah, true. Um, but, again, like Wendy, if he was on the podcast, he'd be saying, Yeah, I want to boost my numbers because there was. <laughs> of course, the- yeah. Yeah.
0: If Brendan is watching and wants to come on the podcast, very, you're very welcome to. Um, there's loads of negativity in the in the YouTube comments tonight, as expected oh. and how, is, is how I thought it would be. And I don't want to flash people up and say, what about this and what about that? And have another half an hour's chat about why is this player not working? And what about this? And who needs to be sold? I, I, it's not the time for that. You know, We're going to be doing an end-of-season show where we'll review the season. We'll have a couple of months over the summer where we'll do you know, who stays, who goes, what positions do we need. That's... Let's finish the season before we start saying, how many players do we need to bin off? Let's not get carried away just yet. We're trying to be, because it's still possible, and we said this before, until it's mathematically impossible to finish in Europe. Let's not just go, oh, we'll lose the next three. Right, who are we selling? Let's leave that for another time. Um, I was going to ask you about the kind of being burnt out or fatigued or or whatever you want to call it. Now again, people in the comments uh, earlier in the podcast saying some people saying fatigue because it's the same eleven playing a lot, of, a lot of the weeks. We're putting in a lot of effort. Um, others saying, "Well, we're not involved in any of the cups. If a, a professional footballer can't handle thirty-eight games of a Premier League season, they shouldn't be a professional footballer." Why are we fatigued? We're not in the. In, we haven't got to the latter stages of any trophies. Uh, we've got weeks between games. We're not playing Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday in the Championship. Now, why are we giving players excuses to be fatigued? But oh, the Newcastle feel- game. Oh yeah, Are they fatigue, First of all, is the first question. Um, but because Newcastle was such an effort and to kind of dismantle the team in the way we have, it's probably yeah. a bit of a an, an easy analysis to say. Since Newcastle, we've not won. Did we put so much into that that we've now kind of we'll faltered of... in the games after?
1: I'm not sure. I mean, Brentford. Well, if you want to go through it, so Brentford. What? what, what was the reason why we didn't win that game? Well, Brentford are extremely good at home. One of the best home teams in the division. We replaced the goalkeeper on the 45th minute, so that's always going to have a negative impact, and it did. But we were in the game until the 90th minute, and we scored in the 88th minute. We were pushing hard. Could have won the game in the end, so I don't think that was fatigue. Uh, The next game after that was...
0: right, we did beat Fulham. We played in second gear, but then other people were saying, well, we were tired, and that's what we were playing in in first gear.
1: Fair enough, if that's the assumption, but we won the game 1-0. United, I think that game could have been a bit fatigue, but that's because we've played three games in eight days. Mm. Today, I don't think it was fatigue. I really don't. I think it's just a sort of easy, um, not analysis, but it's, it's a cop out. I think so. And again, everyone's a title opinion. I'm not saying that there wasn't, you know, more fatigue than before or at the start of the season that there probably is. But the reason why we didn't win the game today is because we've conceded a bit of a cheap goal. And mm. again, not not to not to pin it on the players who missed the chances, but Watkins knows he should have taken that chance. Mings knows, Mings knows, Mings knows that he should have taken his chance. And again, we've been in the game, um, Sorry, we've controlled the game, we've dominated the ball. So I think if anyone was fatigued, it was probably the Wolves players at the end. I don't think that's a massive issue. And it's not something that I'm worried about moving into the next three games of the season either. Um,
0: And also, if you are going to allow your club to be fatigued and say, well, that's kind of what happens, I'd prefer to be talking about fatigue at game 35 than game seven or eight. And you go. Oh, we started poorly. Why haven't they? Why are they not prepared for preseason? Why are they not ready to go and be bursting out of the blocks at the start of a, a season? We're thirty-five games in. Some oh, yeah, players I, are going to feel the effects of that. That's just, the younger yeah, example. He, he's thirty-eight. I won't be able to do what he's doing.
1: We've won eight. Yeah, no, true. And not to like move on from your point, but we've won eight games in ten. Are we going to then win? We, we did say at the time of winning those games. If we're going to continue this form, we're then going to get to what? What would it be like? I don't know. Twelve it was like 15 wins, fifteen
0: games yeah. unbeaten, wasn't it? Twelve yeah. wins, fifteen unbeaten, or something. We said that's never going to happen.
1: It's never going to happen. Like, oh, it, and if it did, then it goes from one thing of being we're the best team in the world. <laughs> to, oh well, we're not good enough, and these players need to be, need to be sold. It,
0: come
1: on, I like, would meet it in the middle. There's there's three games left. We could still get European football. And let's not slag off the players who have got us in those positions. And mm. for some people who are saying that are oh, they're knackered and they've played every game, well, fair play. For playing all those games and winning eight out of ten you know, let's have some positivity about it and yeah we're frustrated that we haven't won today but no one in the, i don't think anyone thought would you know win brentford away win wolves away get something at united beat fulham then go to spurs beat them get something out we are not we're not, we not going to stay unbeaten beaten for 18 games or something yeah there's always going to be a a drop-off for me not a drop-off in performance necessarily a drop-off in in results like i've said it a lot the Chelsea away game, I don't think we were particularly brilliant, but we got the job done. Leicester away, we weren't brilliant either. Torreira scores in the last minute. Brentford away, we weren't brilliant, but we get a point at a difficult place. Today, we weren't exceptionally brilliant either, but instead of winning the game through a Watkins header and a Mings um, chance from eight yards, we've lost the game 1 0. And in a different, if you put this Wolves game in the middle of that 10 match unbeaten and and run, it would fit in well because it's like, oh, we weren't exceptional. But Watkins scored again, and we won the game 2-1. It would fit in, do you know what I mean? But mm. a couple of games later, it's um after we lose to United, first time we haven't scored under Emery, and it's it just fits now. The game after then has to be a Wolves 1-0 defeat, which is a shame. But let's pick ourselves back up. Three games left, and I still think we can do it.
0: I said we are going to do about half an hour. There's three things I want to go through next. Cup final mentality, permutations, and maybe expectations, uh, and then not the league table. So... Cup final mentality, let's get that over first. Do you think that this, and again, it's more of a social media thing, I guess, but there have been clips after games of Martinez walking back in the tournament and saying seven more cup finals or whatever after, I don't know, whatever game it was, Fulham or Newcastle, one of the home games at least. Seven more cup finals to go, let's go. Come on, guys, let's do it externally, there's been that banner, and I tweeted this at the end of the game, um, every game's a cup final, we want European football, has been at the last few games, on a bed sheet kind of thing, I tweeted that, and since this has come out, whoever's been bringing that, we've been crap, so get rid of that. (laughs) Tongue in cheek, but to an extent, yes. Do you think this cup final mentality thing of, right, seven more cup finals, okay, we've lost, six more cup finals, come on guys, we've lost again, five more cup finals, do you think that's created a bit of external or internal pressure to go Every game is massive. It's massive. Come on, we've got it. It's a cup final. We've got to be up for it. Because if you don't, you also got the oh, well, we've lost the cup final. And then that may be do you know what I mean? Is there anything Maybe. in that or am I reaching?
1: Maybe reach. I mean Emery's called Tottenham a cup final. <laughs> Fair enough.
0: Sounds <laughs> <Yeah, that's> more <laughs> pressure. It's a yeah. cup final pressure.
1: Well, get get used to it. We want you know, in the next few years we're gonna have to be playing with more pressure. If you can't take it, go out the kitchen yeah. so- so, um, and that's
0: probably the problem, and this is a discussion for the end. Maybe some players aren't ready for the pressure.
1: Well, Think maybe it's just getting used to the pressure because we, yeah. we haven't been in in all those the players we've got apart from Ashley Young haven't been, or know Martin has won the World Cup as well, but they haven't been, uh, with Villa or, again, apart from Young, um, get trying to get European football. A lot of them are, you know, they say, so I suppose they're not ready or they're not used to. <sighs> that sort of pressure of going again and again and again and I mean they had been over the last few months but now in the final four we've you know stuttered with results ever so slightly Um, I think honestly I think the next three is just now the test and Tottenham at home we know we have to win it if we don't win it well then we can say the season is over um, and it's still been a success Mm. but if we beat Tottenham well then you've got the the biggest game the (laughs)
0: biggest
1: game against Liverpool away we don't even have to win that to get European football. We could snatch a draw, um, again, uh, against Liverpool, who will just be celebrating with Roberto Firmino's uh, exit and then your last game of the season. Oh, I don't want to talk too much, thanks because I know we're going to talk about the permutations in a minute. <laughs>
0: so. I'm going to have to get the fixtures up and we're going to have to go through what means what. Cause goal difference, because it is between us and Spurs. I think Brighton will we're win really. enough games to get to get into the top six, and Liverpool are going to finish fifth. So it's between us and Spurs for seventh and eighth. Effectively, so I don't even think we'll drop below eighth, but we'll look at the fixtures yeah. in a sec. Cup um, Fundamentality of Dunn, out of done. What was the other thing I was going to say? Oh, kind of expectations. So again, one of the comments. New manager bounce is over. Fans got crazy delusions of European football, and now some fans are condemning where we are. If you set reasonable expectations, you're not disappointed. Ninth to twelfth would have been a great season for Villa. Again, I understand setting expectations and where we were under Stephen Gerard to where we are now is is, is a massive difference. And if you'd have said in November you'll finish eighth, we'd have gone bloody hell, yes, take that. It looks like we might be finishing eighth in the championship at this rate. Um, but to kind of say it's a new manager bounce after us being unbeaten in however many games it was, a, a bounce is two right. or three. Like, like if if Leeds survive, Sam Allardyce has had a bounce. Like you know, Emery wasn't a bounce. That was a-, a-, a quality tactician that improved Villa massively. It kind of got us overachieving. And the point I was going to come back to is that remember that XG debate a couple of weeks yep. ago that Villa were massively overperforming their expected goals and whatever not. And I would going, oh, expected goals, boring. And my dad is probably one of them. But let's not talk about goals we're expected to score. Let's talk about the goals we are scoring and the goals, that, you know, things that are happening for real. What yep. we're expected to do is, is one thing. Turns out those arguments were true. Villa were overperforming, were overachieving, and it wasn't sustainable. Yep which, which we knew, common sense uh, tells you that, that, that's true because we yeah. said we've won what was it eight games or whatever seven games in, a, in nine I can't remember what the numbers were at the time but it was like I knew every figure whereas now it's a bit of a blur but we were saying if we are going to get into the top six, top seven we're not going to be unbeaten in 15 games and win 11 out of 15 like it's just not possible Man City have just won 10 in a row It's Man City. like It's a very, very different level. It's a very difficult thing to do to win so many games like that. And again, where Villa were and where they are now is night and day. And you've got to kind of, like I said at the start, go within yourself and kind of get rid of this feeling of deflation, disappointing if we don't go on to finishing Europe and still think this has been a great season for us and we have overachieved in some aspects. It's just that we've got so close and being up in fifth at one point to go down to finish 8th would be a disappointment, but to even get to 8th from where we were is a positive. It's just, you've got to kind of, like I said, dig deep within yourself and try and find a bit of uh, perspective, I guess.
1: Yeah, I agree with all of that. Like, don't get me wrong, after the game, I'm, I'm furious, I'm frustrated. i so am I. And... I really
0: have to try and like again think of that perspective when we're doing stuff like this because we we you and me are just two people having a chat in front of a few thousand people only... listening in. I'm yeah. I'm conscious of not being too emotional, I guess, but without being
1: the only thing I'm would...
0: not emotive enough to talk yeah. about things. So I don't want to come on here and be angry and annoyed because we've lost the game against Wolves because the bigger yeah, picture out... is that we're heading right. in the right direction.
1: And that's outdated after a couple of days because perspective. Yeah. Is but what I would say is expectations have changed under Emery, and I, I, I do understand that from ninth to twelfth would be deemed as successful, or that if it would be successful, finishing the bottom half, I think top half would be, of course, successful um, on the first game of the season, especially after the lost to Bournemouth. But being five games or five, four, four, five, six games away from finishing within uh, within the top seven, and you're in there. Although Liverpool and Brighton, we knew had games on us, but having that mm. opportunity. And then Marie said himself, like, I, we're not here to sort of waste time and sort of dilly-dally over it. If we can get it, we'll try and get it. And if we don't get it, we will be frustrated. It's not, it's, there's a difference. You, you need to get it right of, we're frustrated that we haven't got European football. We're not frustrated that the season is now, a, oh, what a waste of time sort of thing. It, again, it's expectations of, we'd love to be in European football and we'll do everything we can to get there. But if we don't get it, we'll be pissed off for a few days. But it's not going to be much more than that because we know what's coming next. And hopefully that's ex- as exciting as we believe it to be um it's not that we're you know finishing in the bottom half or something and that would be a worry
0: if not, we'd not, done what Chelsea have done and we got to 30, 38, 39 points, it was like, right, just one more push now to get into the top half and this is a good season. And they've picked up probably one point in the time we've picked up 12 or 13 and really massively fell up, fallen off a cliff. And you know, what Chelsea are doing is very different, of course. But if that's how Villa's season had ended, we'd just no, about creeped good. into the top 10. You'd go, oh, yeah, yes, it's, it's good. Small. But you know we've massively fell off at the end. We got so high and so ahead of ourselves. Anything less than sixth now yeah. or seventh even would feel a little bit deflating is, is definitely the word and that's Pers- again perspective that's finish is is good
1: that's how far we've come imagine again a few months ago or when Jared left or even at the start of the season by the way you know come May you're going to be really really annoyed that you don't uh, get European football and you'll be yeah. like oh we're in for a decent season then aren't we so and again it's building blocks this time next season hopefully we'll be in an even better position with better players but again because we're focusing on ourselves no one cares about what chelsea are doing or what other clubs are doing if we do our bit and we recruit right and we can have the same um you know effective performances against the teams that we've been having under emery next season which i don't doubt we will you know we'll be in the top seven
0: and that just very quickly i said i didn't want to focus on too many negative comments and this will be the final time i'll refer to any comments so keep them coming i'm reading them I don't, I don't want to keep dragging up things Again, I won't name people because I don't want to dig people out because everyone is entitled to their opinions. And I, I like to try and include the comments where I can because like I said, this is just you and me kind of going off at each other. How about stepping up when it matters? These players are letting you and I down and the fans down. There's work to do in the summer. Do you agree that the, that the players are letting us down, letting the manager down? Because they've lost it's two it's games fair. to Man United and Wolves, 1-0. Those,
1: those, those are the ones who got us here. It's hard to... It's just really harsh. Again, respect the opinions, but... When Emery came in, no one—and I mean no one—seriously, no one thought would be near European football or would be on a European tour. I think someone might have, you know, you might have mentioned it sort of flippantly of, "Oh, maybe we could," but you don't yeah, believe it. Be. Yeah. You don't. I, don't, you think, do I think you.
0: don't think internally they'd have had meetings at Bodenmore Heath and saying, "Right, if we if we get a run of form together, Europe stood on." Yes, but it's possible. But I don't no, think that we, was no the aim at all.
1: No one expected this group of players to be be capable of winning eight out of. 10 winning 13, is it, or 14 games under well, This Emery. is the
0: video we did at Hockey Social the other day, sat on that sofa, saying about McGinn, Mings and Contra as three players by name, where there was a stage under Gerald where you're thinking, well, if we don't want to get to the top six, those three will have to be sold because they're not good enough. And it's now, it's like, well, they're probably the three first names on the team sheet at the moment. McGinn's yes. captain and Mings and Contra have been brilliant this season. So Emery has massively transformed the players that were here. give him time it's going going to happen things are going to to get better
1: the players have learned a whole new system a whole new way of playing doing it effectively playing out from the back building from the back you know different transitions stuff that they haven't been taught in the Premier Mm. League that's nothing against Dean Smith but
0: they're doing it on the job
1: a new level and again exactly that they're doing it and they're not just doing it they're doing it with results and today was one of the literally one of the only few days that we've had if we've done the performance and haven't got the result mm. I think we can give them a night off you know kind of cut them a bit of slack with the honestly the way that we've the way we that we've not only played but the results we've been getting up until now, nothing short of remarkable the turnaround yeah so yeah for me there's absolutely no sense, there's no sort of um room for saying that the players have let anyone down <laughs> no so I can't go with that at all
0: there's a, a couple of others. I said I wasn't going to refer to them, but there's a positive one, so I'm going to mention them uh, in a second if I can find them. It was uh, yeah, about seventh. There we go. I'll start that and come back to it in a sec. When we were talking earlier about next season, and you know, it depends what other people do, and Chelsea might be better, or Man United might be worse, or whatever. If you look at again, we've still got three or four games to go for some sides. Man United has won 19 games, Newcastle's won 18, Spurs have won 17, Villa have won 16. Like, if you win 19 games next season and a handful of draws. That's enough to get you mid-60s, which is enough, that's generally true, yeah. speaking, to finish you up in football. So forget about what everyone else is doing. If you can set yourself a target of winning X amount of games and focus on yourself, and you take points off the ties around you and stuff as well, that's yeah. the key to doing it. You don't have to rely on Newcastle being worse or Brighton being worse or Brentford being better or whatever. Just focus on yourself and, and maintain that perspective. And I think internally, Unai Emery, his staff and the players will have that. It's just us as fans that get carried away with the, the roller coaster that's of Premier League football. True
1: like again just look at where I go back to we were we seem to be locked into Chelsea for weeks and weeks and weeks and we all thought oh well yeah we can finish with Chelsea this season it'd be brilliant Why well, are we like I don't know I literally don't know because they're we're that far ahead of them I don't even know any, how many points we are ahead of them like we everyone's like oh we're flying under the radar look you know I'd love to be flying in the radar and um it's brilliant no one's talking about us but then as soon as we um <laughs> yeah. don't win a game or whatever then let's say a small proportion of fans will say that no we'll you know, it needs to be better. You can't have it both ways. The, honestly, yeah, the turnaround with is, as I say, um, it's been excellent and there's, no, it, there's not one inch of criticism that I can fire at all, genuinely.
0: Yeah. Not- Let's talk about permutations then. So two comments, the final ones of the show from Ashley and really random reviews. Ashley says, seventh is still not over. We can draw Liverpool. I've been watching their games and they're vulnerable at the back as of late if we beat Tottenham and draw Liverpool. seventh still on. And until it's no longer mathematically possible, then it's still possible. And that's my approach to it. Whilst it's still possible as a fan, you've got to believe that it, it can be done and somebody somewhere will slip up and do you a favour. So permutations to finish in the top seven, then it's between us and Spurs, as we said. Brentford are currently on fifty points, four points behind us. So you know, that'd have a massive, massive task to get into the top seven. So but let's Brentford kind of forget about that. Yeah. We're currently eighth on fifty four points, goal difference plus three. Brighton 55 points, goal difference plus 22, and they've played three games less than us. So I'd put Brighton now, as much as we were saying a couple of weeks ago, oh, they've got nine games, they'll slip up. I'm pretty certain Brighton will finish in the top six. Liverpool have won five games in a row, possibly six now. They're on 62 points, 25 goal difference. they played 35 as well. They'll finish fifth, I think. So that leaves us and Spurs as a shootout for seventh. We've played identical games. Uh, they've got three more points than us, thanks to them winning today against Crystal Palace and us losing to Wolves. Our goal difference, as I said, is three. Spurs is, is seven, so that's who we're closest to. So even the goal difference isn't isn't massive, so that's that's nice to to be in with a shout that that's a possibility.
1: Mm.
0: Fixtures: Villa versus Spurs up next next Saturday. Uh, this time next week, we'll be talking about that game. The following Saturday, Liverpool, Aston Villa, a three o'clock kick off. And the final game of the season, Villa Brighton, four thirty. Spurs is, obviously Villa. Saturday that we play Liverpool. Spurs play Brentford at twelve thirty. It's at home, it's their final home game of the season. It's on BT Sport, but it's before our game. So again, that's a kind of a potential carrot that if Brent if Spurs have dropped points, the Villa players and the squad and the Villa fans at Liverpool will know that. That's a possible incentive to go. Spurs have lost this afternoon. If we beat exactly. Liverpool or even pick up a point to Liverpool, and we've already beat Spurs, obviously, this is massively still on. When it comes down to that last game, shootout against against Brighton on the final day where Spurs are playing Leeds away. Like you said, maybe Leeds need, need to get something to, to stay in the Premier League. I wouldn't be relying on Leeds to get anything there at all. They look, I was going to swear then them, they look turgid and, and, and terrible. I don't even know if I'd back us to beat Brighton at home, but if it was a case of if you win, you get to top seven... Obviously, I'll back up because then it is a cup final. It's a one-game shootout. If you win it, you've done it. So, Liverpool away. Am I going to say that it's they're beatable or you can get a point? Probably, yes. But the kind of pessimistic move say, so well, let's say we lose that. If you beat Spurs and you beat Brighton, you're then requiring Spurs to drop points against Brentford or Leeds and Leeds to leapfrog them. But again, because the goal difference is close, if we beat Spurs two or three nil, that's that swings that straight away. So that Spurs game, what I'm saying here, permutations wise, that Spurs game is now the game. It's the cup final. If you don't beat them, it's over. I I, I don't even think it would be mathematical at that point. Possibly will be actually if they beat us. Would it be? Uh, I'm not sure. They'll be on 60, we We've been on 54. So, yeah, unless a massive swing in the last couple of games. Yeah, like, if, if Spurs we beat us, play, it's done.
1: Oh, yeah. We need to beat Tottenham. But
0: So you beat Spurs and that's the game, and then it is possible because you'd be thinking, well, Spurs yeah. have got to drop points once and we've we... got to gain points on the final day, and then that's it. If
1: I would. I almost put a line above the final day because I think on the final day we have, we, we have an advantage. I really do. If we can get to the final day with no, knowing that if we beat Brighton, then that could be enough. I think it will, genuinely. I, I know you don't think Leeds will have enough to get something out of Spurs, but I honestly think they would on the final day with the t- Tottenham team knowing that if they... I don't know. Well, let's just... So, right. So, we beat... Uh, it, it might
0: be that Spurs have to beat Leeds to get it and we have to beat Ryton and we both win and Spurs who get it.
1: More, who, who wants it more? Us,
0: 100%. Yeah, but if both win, I mean... Again, we're getting, we're getting three games ahead of ourselves here, but if, if it comes down to the final game, both have to win, it'll be Spurs, because it'll be goal difference. Yeah, so it's still I, possible that we, we win two I, out of three and don't make it. I think
1: we, even the Brentford game at home for Spurs, I don't think, so. like today, Palace probably should have got a point out of that. I don't think, mm, I think yeah. as long as we beat Spurs and we're level on points, going into those final two games of the season, I back us, I genuinely do. Because as, as you say, the, um, we have the carrot of playing after uh, Spurs-Brentford. Hmm. Yes, whatever that result, I still think going into the final day, going to Ellen Road, knowing that they have to win or something along or have to get a draw, have to basically stop Spurs winning to stay up under Big Sam at Ellen Road. Again, Tottenham finishing seventh, 95% of their fans don't even want Conference League. And I know well, the fans not- don't, but they're still
0: yeah. win games.
1: Yeah, but Tottenham a couple of years ago, literally through the competition, they played with I the know. kids in Holland and then...
0: okay, you know? so. So we beat Spurs, right? So, we go to 57-57. Let's say we win it 1-0. Their goal difference comes down to 6. Ours goes up to 4. So, we're still below them. They beat Brentford. So, they go back to 57. Um, sorry, where would we be? 60. And we lose to Liverpool. It's a three-point gap. They've only got to get to Leeds oh, yeah. so at least in draw. And if we beat Brighton, it don't oh, we have to
1: get We have to get something at Liverpool. Like, if we lose to Liverpool, it's done. We, we have to get a point at Liverpool. But I... But I don't think that's out like the equation. I really don't. If if it's we go, if we go to Liverpool thinking if we get a point here and take it to the last day, there's absolutely no reason why we can't do that. I again, Liverpool will be it, probably not locked on fifth, but they'll be five or six, won't they? So, mm-hmm. there's a huge motive for them. In every game we play, we have a massive motive to win those games more than the, we, more than. We've the had
0: team. a massive motive today, and Man United. I know we, 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 we couldn't beat.
1: Um, True, but we've had a performance against Wolves for me and that could have gone a different way. Spurs, mm. we know we have to win. So let's just say, let's put us level on points with them going into the final two games of the season. They play Brentford, we play Liverpool. We're going to have to get something out of Liverpool, even if they beat Brentford. Take it to the last game of the season. Three points against Brighton is that, it's kind of like out of the equation. That has to happen and I think we'd do it. That's you know a sellout Villa Park crowd, obviously. Uh, final game of the season. If we win, we could go back into Europe, Tottenham at London Road. Very similar situation in terms of that Leeds will probably have to win. I, I don't I, I can't split it. I really can't as long as we beat Spurs. I think it's really tight, genuinely. Hmm. We've
0: got to beat Spurs. So yeah. that's that's the that's the first task. You've got to beat We've Spurs to at home. At which yeah, we you can. back us to do. You do it's back good. us to do, but you know, I wanted. I said we wanted to look at the permutations, and we're doing some filming again in person after the Spurs game. Funny enough, I think it's the Monday or the Tuesday after that game, so we'll we'll firmly know where we are. Like we're either still in the in the in the in the shootout for Europe, or we're not.
1: But when you put um, it down to just Liverpool and Brighton, you look in terms of Villa's fixtures. You think, oh, well, that's that must be diff- more difficult than Brentford and Leeds. I, I genuinely don't think it is that much difficult. I, I think Liverpool away is obviously the tough one for us because Brighton at home. Brighton will already have European football. I think we can win that and. I don't think it'll be a huge
0: i think it's more realistic to say that we'll lose at liverpool but spurs might lose at at brentford on the same day and then we'll both win our final games against leeds and brighton and we have to do it by a bigger goal difference than theirs and that's our way of getting in and that's really tough
1: but but whichever way you look at it it's going to be tight like it really is it's not i know we've lost today and it feels very down but as long as we beat spurs which i think we can those last two games will be tight
0: this bad isn't it? I mean, we started this podcast by being like, Oh, we're deflated and we feel sad, and the comments are the same. There's a lot of negativity. Yeah, we, we've ended it by somehow Villa still getting into to you up by goal difference because we're working out the next three games. The that's, positivity, that's...
1: Still, if, if we were to beat spur yeah, yeah. you imagine the yeah, positive but... that again? It'll be like, Oh my god, two two games if we if we was get some Liverpool, then you go into Brighton and then it's like a I don't know, 50-50 chance.
0: Yeah, we'll yeah exactly. But like I said, I'm about to say. One yep. game at a time now, and it is one game at a time because Spurs is now the game. If you lose there or you don't win, it is over. So
1: it almost does feel like a not a pressure off game, but it's one of those where we've had the reality now of all right, European football might not be happening. So if we don't beat Spurs, we're not going to be like, oh, you know, as some people are today. Um, if we were to win it, it's a huge, huge lift, um, going into final two. But if we don't, we've already spoken about it, we've had a good enough season, so
0: yeah, and I That's think it. that does us for this show because we'll be going round and round trying to work out what's going to happen for the the remainder of the season. Um, Yeah, Wolves, disappointing. Could have won, maybe should have won, but we didn't and we haven't, so let's move on. It's now one game at a time. As I've said for the last couple of weeks, every podcast that we do now is, what's the bigger picture? What have Spurs done at 12.30 next week, uh, the the week after? What are Liverpool up to? What are Brighton doing? It might be the Brighton, lose three games in a row, and you go, Ooh, maybe this maybe we can still get it above Spurs, above Brighton. Like, you know what I mean? Like Loads of things can still happen at this stage. So, that's one game at a time. Let's see where we are. Let's try and pin the kind of negativity for the moment. And also, almost, I would say, full stop. If we don't finish in Europe, I don't think there's a reason to be negative and, and downbeat. It's just one of those things. We go again next year, and, and I think we'll be better. Uh, better again. So, John, Thank you for joining me Saturday evening uh, to talk about the Wolves' defeat and the bigger picture. Thanks to the comments for getting involved. As always, we've tried to portray both sides of the argument. Are we fatigued or not? Is still on or not? Try to look at both sides of the coin on, on most topics. So hopefully we've kind of had a bit of balance on every, everybody's views. Um, I don't know what's coming up next week. There'll be a Spurs preview um, towards the back end of the week and a Spurs post-match this time next week where we'll certainly know what's going on. I don't know what's happening in the week, but stay subscribed to the Clarke Blue YouTube channel and you'll know what we're uploading when it comes up first. John, thanks for joining me. Thanks everyone for watching and we'll see you again very soon. Thank you for listening to Clarke and Blue, and Aston Villa podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please do let us know. We love hearing your thoughts and comments. We'll be back soon with another episode, but until then, up the villa.